Listening to the Cannabis Hangout. Two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while, while we, we break, break it all down. down. Hello to our fellow listeners. Thanks for giving us a little bit of your time today. We love all the people we have gotten to interview with all their diverse backgrounds, which makes this one of the best parts of our podcast. Cannabis has helped us cross paths with some very unique human. The person we're interviewing today is very down to earth, genuine, witty, and such a kind human with years of experience with cannabis in the cannabis industry and dabbling with a little self-growing himself. He's a lighthouse to everyone he meets and such a joy to know. We can't wait to dive more into his cannabis journey and what makes him tick. So guys, please welcome Tyler to the Cannabis Hangout. What up? Hey, Tyler. (laughs) Thanks for taking time out of your day to be here with us. We're excited to pick your brain a little bit and get to know you better. So just to dive on in before we get to the juicy stuff, will you tell us the first time you used cannabis, like the first memory you have of it? Oh, yeah. It's like it's it's vivid. It's very. Uh, the first time I even saw weed in with my own two eyes was in an assembly in high school. And one of my friends just pulled it out of his pocket and was like, look what I have. And just a nug. Yeah, just a <laughs> nug. And for some reason, I don't know, something inside me was just like, get some of that from him. And so I was like, bro, hook, hook me up. Give me some. So I remember putting uh, probably like a half of a gram, if that, in my retainer case. And like <laughs> nice. Putting it in my pocket. Retainer case. Yes. Everyone yes. had those in high school. Smart. Retainer yeah, cases. That's so gross. And I just remember being like so paranoid. And I got on the bus and my childhood friend Trent, I just was like, bro, check this. And so I popped it open and he was like, oh yeah. And so we went to my house and when of course we crushed a Coke can, like the worst thing ever and poked holes in it and we smoked it and we barely got high. But I remember just sitting out <laughs> in the front driveway of my house being like, okay, I see what everyone's talking about. What the this hype is. is. Yeah. Yes, yes. I love that. <laughs> and then ever since then, it's just been... It's just been part of me. you. Yeah. So what was it like? Like, because you're a little bit older than me, not crazy older, but you're a little bit older than us. And you got into it way earlier than Brandon and I did. What was it like getting weed that young? And how did you like obtain it at such a young oh, age? <laughs> I obtained it. I hope my parents don't hear this, but the most scary ways that you could ever imagine. Like I remember buying weed. From people on the streets with like rolls of quarters and stuff. I mean, just like (laughs) rolls of quarters. Nice. It's so bad. It's so bad. (sighs) Hey, but at the time, it's like the best thing happening to you. You're like, you know, that Coke can wasn't the worst idea ever. As a kid, you're like, hell yeah, Yeah. I got this. Like, you're so excited about this utensil that is going to help you smoke the weed you have. I mean, that's like me taking gravity bongs back in the day out of like plastic, like Gatorade bottles. Yeah. Yeah. I did that too. And it working just fine. Oh, it floored me. I mean, sometimes I wonder why we don't take gravity bong hits still because they, it's not the best way to consume cannabis but no. boy it's a good bang for your buck yeah i don't know if my lungs could take it anymore i'd probably literally just stroke out i know i agree or like pass out probably that's what would happen i'd faint I've yeah got baby immediately lungs pass out so we all dabble in cannabis differently and go through waves and seasons what's your current season in relationship with cannabis right now uh i've been smoking more flour lately just because we brought a new grower into the shop that I really like. So I've been mm-hmm. smoking more flour, but I dab more than anything. Like me and my Puffco are besties. Yeah, we are. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I need to get another um, thing to bring on the go with me for dabs. I since I broke my other banger. Surprise. What's your like, fa- what's your favorite 
consistency of dabs and your brand of dabs that you like? Like, if I, you could splurge on whatever. Oh, if I could splurge? Ooh, I don't know. I like skunk a lot, and oh, the Divine Collection's good, too. Really, I like Leaf Logic. Mm -hmm. I buy a lot of Apothecary just because they're, like, on my way home, and I like everybody there, so I like to support them. Yeah. And I'm cheap. Yeah, hey, I get it. Ball on a budget. Yeah. It'd be like that. But you're smoking some good quality, though. Yeah. There I you try. go. I yeah. Try. So everyone's journey with cannabis is unique and different. Um, what has your journey with cannabis been like? Like, how has it been an ally for you, like, throughout your life up until this point, you feel like? Up until everything was legalized somewhere in the United States, uh, everyone hated it in my family and it got me in a lot of trouble and caused me some problems when I was younger. Like I got arrested once or twice when I was, you know, less than 18, but now everything's cool. Like it's opened up so many doors for me. Like just my job in the cannabis industry has increased every aspect of my life that I can even think of. That's so cool. That's awesome. So you were saying your family, you had problems with them. Are they cool with it now? Like, are they pretty supportive of like what you do? Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. Um, I don't really like smoke around them. Like if I go to my parents' house out, they live in Perry, and I'll not really smoke around them and stuff just because the past. I don't want to dredge. Yeah, up I that. understand. But Sensitive. It's getting better now. Like I'm not as. I don't want to say ashamed because I'm not really ashamed. I just I try to respect the fact that my mom wanted to murder me when I was about you know 16, 17 years old. So I just try not to. I know, reignite her trauma. Yes, yeah. I don't want to just be smoking blunts just out there on I your know. back porch, just like, hey, You're what's being up? respectful. Yeah. Yeah. Good boy. That's but, nice. So are you from Perry? No. Okay. I'm, I'm from Edmond. Okay, right on. Yeah. Cool. Edmund boy. Yeah. So, Tyler, I know you also as a father. Yes. And that's a role that you fulfill so beautifully. What's that like with your kids having those conversations with because Vince is a little bit younger so yeah. like having those conversations with him especially because he is in very like pivotal ages right now mm -hmm. um pre-puberty slash about to hit puberty yeah. so like what's and with your daughter like what's those conversations been like how do you do they understand that cannabis is medicine yeah um my daughter's older so she's 17 she'll be 18 in May and mm -hmm. she I'm pretty sure she uses she doesn't really you know it's in the dark she doesn't want to come out and be like, hey, dad, I do this. Because I don't think she just wants to open that avenue for yeah. conversation. Mm -hmm. But Vincent, he's 12, and he gets to come up to the shop with me all the time and just hang out. And, you know, he feels like a celebrity because everyone's like. <laughs> Everyone hey, loves him. Yes. So, like, Vincent, a good feeling what's as a kid. Yes, yeah. exactly. So <clears throat> he understands, I think, better than anybody both sides of it because – there's a very medicinal side, but then there's also a recreational side. And mm -hmm. I don't knock either or, you know, as mm -hmm. long as you're not acting crazy out there. But I think he does understand because I don't really smoke at work that much or if I'm doing anything. Like, I try to separate business and pleasure, quote unquote. But mm -hmm. I think he's I think he's got a good grasp on it. He's got a pretty decent head on his shoulders, so I'm I'm not too worried. Yeah, I feel like he seems like... He is a kid, so I'm not going to say he seems like he's very yes. responsible. But <clears throat> when he's there and he's, you know, around, like, he's always very, like, I don't know. He's just really cool. He's just always chilling, not, like, causing. Just learning. Yeah, just learning yeah. and observing and, like, yeah. taking everybody in. And, yeah. you know, like, it's just cool. Yeah, he. I can tell he loves it up there. Like, he, I don't know. I, I'm sure he just feels, like, you know, way older and way cooler. 100%. Hundred percent. It's just it's a cool environment too, especially because yes. all of us are like young. It's not like we're yes. old and he's around old people. Like and it's we're a all family super young. business yeah. too. So that's also just brings a whole another side to it. So it yeah. gets to feel part of another family, mm -hmm. right? Which is super cool. Yes. So what do you personally use cannabis for, and what's your pref well? You said you like dabs, but yes. what's your preferred method of consumption? Like, um, I've been eating a bunch of edibles just because. I let me think about my timeline. I guess last year mm -hmm. I hurt my hip, <clears throat> and so I had to walk with like a cane if I wasn't walking like short distances for like a whole year. 
so I ate a, some edibles because I didn't want to do any type of like pain pills or anything like that because mm-hmm. I just I don't know I'm, I know some people that have passed away from that so I try to just steer clear steer of away. all that yeah um, but edibles helped me get through that was that I, your first medicinal experience with cannabis mm, no because like I use it for like my ADHD just so I can take the 50 thoughts going at once in my head to like 20. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't fix the problem, but it, it helps it slow down enough where I can block some of them out and realize that those are just thoughts and mm-hmm. they don't pertain to anything. And then I can actually focus on what's happening. Yeah. But yeah, that was the true, I think. Yeah. That was probably the most medicinal it felt to me just because without it, like, I wasn't getting through the day. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't happening. Yeah, that seems like a lot. 50 thoughts at once. I'm like, five in my mind is enough for me to where I'm like, okay, you need to slow the fuck down. You have yeah. way too much going on in your head. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a lot. Like, I'll be talking to people and just I'll realize that I have not been there for the conversation. So now, like, I'll have to, like, go from listening to reading lips to listening to reading lips. So I stay there because otherwise they'll say something. I'm like, oh, that reminds me of second grade. And then before (laughs) you know it, I'm just like, I don't even know where I am. Yeah. And then you got to find your way back to (laughs) where you're at. That's funny. (laughs) Don't do that in our conversation, okay? I'm (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm I'm going to (laughs) try. It's okay. It makes it better because we can talk about other things, too. (laughs) So with that being said, said, though, are there, like, certain strains or, like, cannabinoids or terpenes that you, like, lean towards? towards or look for i really like sativa okay that helps me the most i think in like just narrowing my thoughts down so i know sativa gets a bad rap for anxiety but it actually helps my anxiety a lot so something that has more of like an upper feeling on you that doesn't sedate you is better for you if i smoke too much of a heavy indica Mm -hmm. especially during the day i'll just become the cliche pothead and just i'm like oh no and just become Stuck. stupid yeah like I just <laughs> what don't. do I do here yes yes, <laughs> yes I understand that yeah. okay like a cartoon character <laughs> <laughs> really? great segue into my question for you which is if you had a day with no responsibilities and could do anything you wanted where would you be and what would you be doing Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Jade Pebworth over at the Me Law Group in Oklahoma focuses to provide you with a comprehensive approach and intelligent advice and representation focused on resolving problems rather than inflating them. She kills it with civil litigation, cannabis law, business planning, corporate law slash litigation, and family law. She enjoys working with companies from the ground up. Whether you need her to review and draft contracts for your company, assist in licensing applications, and more, the Me Law Group has your back. Now, let's get back to today's episode. Oh, my goodness. Especially because I, I know how wild you, your yeah, random ass yeah, adventures okay. you love. Uh, I would <laughs> probably, all right no filter i'd probably take some hallucinogens and <laughs> i would go to a water park or i would go to like meow wolf some type of interactive art museum and i'll just get lost in there or maybe go like on a nature hike okay that sounds pretty solid yep. this is a great transition into psychedelics brand <laughs> yeah so that was my question actually so i know you know psychedelics can be so fascinating yes. and intriguing to people who have tried them and to people who have not so what what was you like what has your experience been like with psychedelics like have you have you used like how have you used them to like better oh, I've used them lots of ways I've used them for like medicinal like the Terrence McKenna like you're just alone in the dark room by yeah. yourself to like do some introspection and then mm-hmm. I've also you know eaten a bunch and gone to music festivals and just got lost in the crowd so uh Okay, so you had kind of depends. Both, like, yeah, like that some, first one's like a really big internal one. Like yeah. it's not. I'm like, mm-hmm. how often do you visit that? Because I know it's hard for people to like sit in a dark room with their thoughts. Especially, I know that there's people who also like blindfold themselves yep. and lay down and yep. do like mm-hmm. that whole. Like, how does do you look forward to doing that, or do you do it whenever you like feel like you're kind of fucked up and you need to like reset? I am lucky where I am really in tune with my, I guess my subconscious and I can just feel like inside and that deepest part of me that just like, not that something's wrong, but just 
I don't know, there's like a pull, you know, mm. like it's just. You're just like listening to your intuition yes. somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Yes. Yeah. And it just kind of tells me like it's maybe it's time to just take that third person view and like step out of yourself and look at yourself and just see kind of what's happening. And I, yeah. I don't know, I feel like maybe like once or twice a year, that's just a good thing to just kind of like reset. Mm-hmm. Just and also it helps reset your thought patterns because you just it just forcibly changes the way your brain mm. acts. And so it's so, like a really good therapy session. Yes, that's not in person talking yeah. to a counselor yes. about your thoughts and feelings. Yeah, because I'm I'm terrible at just oversharing with strangers. Like mm-hmm. if you ask me a question, like we'll go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I have no shame in my game. So for sure, like, I understand. <laughs> so sometimes it's nice to just like not traumatize other people with mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and just like sit alone by myself and just be work it out yeah mm-hmm. so what's your favorite psychedelic experience and why not what like memory but just had. in general like like a psychedelic if you could if you i don't want to say if you could pick one psychedelic but yeah. like one that you know you really enjoy doing every time that um, like I my know. favorite one was dmt even though i only <laughs> did it one time why? I've heard that. Um, yeah, we because have. it was just the most profound in everything else, like mushrooms and LSD. Like, in, unless you eat just an absurd amount, like you always, at least for me, I still am grounded on the planet Earth. I still know who I am, what I'm doing. You know, I'm just on these substances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. DMT was totally different. It was totally real. I totally was somewhere else, and I was experiencing it in real time, and it was. It was like astral projection. Someone had like taken me outside of my body and I was in another dimension. And it I was totally it was so lucid though. It was it was But it lasted for like what, fifteen minutes? Not even that. It was probably like three minutes that I just okay. sat there with my crisscross applesauce with like my head in my hands and was just like asleep and then I came back. But I had been gone for so long that it seemed like the earth had been just disintegrated to dust. Like so much time had passed. Like I had traveled all the way out that of the universe. Crazy for well, I'm like, is, is that like exhilarating feeling or like, it I mean, I know you're uh, brutally beautiful. Okay. It was so scary, but at the same time, not scary. Like, mm-hmm. It was just really jarring. Did you know you were going to come back? No, I thought I was going to be there. I really, what I thought was I had overdosed and died in my friend's apartment. And I was like, oh man, wow. like it's, it's game over. And I, That's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of scary. That's scary. Yeah, feeling. I, <laughs> I knew it was going to be really intense because I'd always read about it. And like, you're supposed to take like three inhalations and hold them in. And then, you know, you kind of like phase off into the wormhole or tunnel. And then you kind of appear in this other place and you can talk to other entities and I was just really 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 I've always wanted to push my consciousness yeah. that's really like all we have like other than you know space and mm-hmm. maybe the ocean but like really truly like it's yourself and how you perceive everything that that I really was trying to push the boundaries of and so I just got lost out there and it was really disorientating but it was also like the biggest learning experience I've ever had because someone was there waiting for me like as soon as I popped into this other dimension someone was waiting and were they scary looking who was it what they look like it was just kind of like a a blob kind of yeah but they knew me and they knew everything about me. I mean, and they showed me, it was a, a, almost like a mix of like a Dante's Inferno in like a Christmas story or a Christmas carol, um, the ghost of like past, present, future. And they You were, do like a really good job at explaining um, an experience like this because not everybody can or like the experiences are not this or people can't yeah. grab the details I or mean, like, I don't know, I, I like when it like I can ask you questions and I feel like you can like answer them kind of, but yes. some people are like, I don't even know how to explain it. I can see it right now in my mind so vividly. It wow. like gives me goosebumps to like think about it. Hmm. And it was, I was like in a, a, a immense space with like so many other entities were there but they weren't speaking to me, but there was like so much going on that it was like, you know, when you're in like a 
concert venue or something and everyone's talking and you just get that like sound pollution of just yeah. like everything over everything mm-hmm. and it was just that going on and that person my guide was just telling me and showing me every choice I'd ever made in my entire life and was showing me like how those choices affected everything and everybody till the end of time and we just went one by one wow. uh, I'm like wow to sit with yourself and all your choices yeah I know that's and kind of a lot how did that make you feel really really small and like really just I don't want to say insignificant but just like I was still felt like you know a thread of the fabric but it was just like I was singled out Minuscule. Yeah. you know what I mean yes. like it was like the spotlight was on me and yeah. I was getting interrogated and then they just kept leading me down this path, and it was just getting, like, you know, more and more closer to current my current timeline from Earth mm-hmm. and, like, closer to the present. And then I finally got to the bottom, and there was, like, one person there that was just kind of, like, in charge of everything, and they were just talking to me about everything that I had seen and done. And I at that point, I was pretty freaked out and I was like wanting to come back and I was like man like this is I don't want to be here anymore I'm stuck and they were just like well I don't know what to tell you like this is it and so that's yeah. why I thought I had died because I was like dang this, so is, this is like judgment day like mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sitting here like getting judged and then hmm. time kept going by and like we just kept speaking and I just came to the realization that like they were right and I did do all those things. I had made all those choices. No one made me do any of that. It was all me, and there was nothing I could do about it, and so I accepted it. I accepted that the things I had done had led me to where I was, and the minute that I had done that, I came back to my body, Hmm. and I opened my eyes. It's like you were ready. Yes, and there was another voice that spoke in my head and just said, don't worry, everybody gets saved, and that's all it said, and I just came back, and I took the rest of the DMT that I had. It was probably like, a whole gram, and I just threw it in the trash because I didn't. I You're was like, too, I don't need I was that too scared. Anymore. Yeah, I was yeah. too scared to do it again because I know wow. in my heart that if I go back and I see that same person that was telling me that I that was my spot, that I I don't know if I'll, my consciousness will uh, come back. They'll take you. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. I'm, I like. Wow, Tyler, it's like one of those like, like scary stories, but it's not scary. But you, <laughs> no, yeah, it's you not gained scary. something from that. Like it was obviously something that you were having to sit with that you needed to accept and the yes. moment that you accepted it and let something go it was a green light yep i i gained i always say i gained presence like mm. I, like i'm i'm now present here in this time like i'm not living in the past or the future like i'm here right now and i try to keep that as much as possible yeah wow. that's really cool thank you for sharing what no a cool problem. experience wow. I, like, I want to do it again t- because i've talked to so many other people that have different like i don't want to say more positive but not as intense have you yes. okay question have you seen the sean ryan experience on no. youtube and his um experience with psychedelics no. and okay you're gonna, gonna have to you have out, to though. um it's so good it's like um him and his wife because he has like a podcast as well I know he's like um, ex-military and stuff but it's like the first time he sits down with his wife and it's like a video interview and so she's asking him everything about his experience and so it's intimate and so he and he's explaining it and like I never heard all of that explained like that because he like went to a facility and was like blindfolded and then like his experiences were like I could cry listening to them. I could get all the goosebumps listening to them. Like this stuff he figured out and got and had to work through was mad. But I was, I felt like I could like, he just took you on his journey with you. Yeah. But yeah. I love when people can do that. And that's like, I don't want to knock people for like experimenting and trying things. But whenever you speak to people about psychedelic experiences you can quickly tell who has actually done it and who is not yes yes oh hands down i feel like yeah yeah there's a a lot of people out there that think that they've tripped before and have not and Mm -hmm. and (laughs) like i'm sure that just because it's there's anxiety involved Mm -hmm. in it like those first 45 minutes to an hour of you're just waiting yes to see what you feel like because you don't know and you also don't know what's like what the tone of the experience is going to be yeah like, is this going to be like a a nice playful like sunshine and rainbows right. or like am i gonna th- 
dredge up past trauma and work through it, you know, like it's always yeah. a dice you, roll. You just have to be ready to, yes. to do, do some whatever. inner work if whatever. Yeah, yeah you got to uh-huh. be open. Uh-huh. Wow. So if, you know, okay, we so we've talked about psychedelics a little bit. What is, you know, is someone for someone listening who has not had that experience or maybe is curious, like what is some actual like real ass solid advice to give someone before they you know dive into something like that someone's like oh i want to have that experience like do not drive your car whatever you do you cannot operate a car on psychedelics at all don't try it like don't even think about it don't do it it's just bad news uh maybe unless you are like very very honest with yourself and who you are uh maybe steer clear of like large crowds because just that can kind of it just there's a lot of stimuli that can just come about Mm -hmm. that you are not necessarily just expecting or ready if you don't have to run into it then like don't yeah if you can help yourself in an atmosphere it's always nice to have somebody there that's you trust you know, that's always nice. So in case you like do feel anxious or scared, you can. Right. You have someone that can ground makes you, you feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. But other than that, I mean, it's just, it, you're going to feel weird and it's going to be totally different than anything you've ever experienced. And there, no one can tell you what to expect. So you just kind of have to know that and just be willing to just do it. And yeah. Chance. It's like yeah. jumping off a cliff. It's, for sure. It's, it's better not to think about it. Just, just do it. Hope the water's deep enough and leap. Yeah, and then most people are like, wow, I didn't know that existed. Thank yes. you. And yes. then it's like, Phew. Yep. If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So to flip the script too. So Saab mentioned you did like a little home growing a while back. I did. What was that experience like for you? Like that's so much effort. There's time and love that goes into that. Like how did it go for that experience? Is that your first time? Yes. Okay. It was my first time to grow and it was awesome. I learned a lot, a whole lot. Um, Thankfully, I had some people that were at dispensaries and stuff, mainly craft cannabis company like drew he pretty much told me everything that i know about growing that i didn't read off the internet and that helped me tremendously so i want to give him a shout out and props for that nice. like not everybody is willing to just like tell you what their secrets or whatever or they just think give you yeah advice, you know for and, sure and i really appreciated that that like open arms really just because that's how i am like if when people come into the shop and they are talking to me about grow growing i tell them everything that i know mm-hmm. because like if we all have the same base knowledge then everything we learn is is progress yes but yeah. if everybody has to trial and error to get to the same foundation like we're all just hurting ourselves yeah so we can have better medicine if we just help everybody produce it and it, it taught me a lot of like patience as well and yeah. It was just fun, just every day opening that tent and going in there, and they were like my babies, and just watching them just grow was awesome. But I also just love cannabis so much, so it, it just, you know, it scratched that itch of just creating something mm-hmm. and having yeah. a new hobby. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you got to tap into that and feel that. I'm sure that was magical in itself. Yeah, growing your own flower that actually tastes and smokes well is a feeling. Do you yeah. remember the first strain you ran and how it turned out slash what it yielded? Um, the first strain I did was Blue Dream, and I didn't wait long enough to dry and cure, so it kind of got a little grassy mm-hmm. and hay, and it was it still smoked okay, but the best one I did was Blueberry Freeze, and that one, like everyone I smoked that with was really impressed oh that's so cool what a great feeling yeah yeah it it was one of my buddies that had his parents had a dispensary i remember rolling a blunt at his house and he had some people over and i remember him asking me if it was a flavored blunt stick and i was like what no (laughs) you're like no but thanks he was like that tastes exactly (laughs) like blueberries and i was like all right 
word. That's awesome. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah so that what a compliment. Was, yeah, that felt, really. That felt good. That was some nice validation. Hell yeah. Do you plan on growing anytime soon again? Yeah, I took my tent down just because my wife and I reorganized the whole house, and I just haven't picked a good spot for it to live. Mm-hmm. But whenever I do, I'm going to it. Oh, I yeah. like to grow outside just because it's o- natural. The sun, yes. it's and, real. And Oklahoma makes plants get like ten feet tall. Yeah. And so it's just so hilarious to watch that happen. Yeah. It's just, cool. It's yeah. crazy and wild. Yeah. So to flip the script a little bit again, will you tell us about who you are and what you do from your own perspective? Um I'm just a normal person is like the best way I guess to describe me. I don't want to describe myself as anything like specific really. I just, I try to be as open for, to everything for everybody that I can be. Yeah. That's a good way the to lighthouse. Live. Yes, yeah. exactly. What Sob said in the beginning uh-huh. of the episode. That's what I really try to be like. I don't know. I, I've always liked that saying, like, be who you needed somebody to be. And, like, I've never really even, like, needed somebody to be there for me or be there open. But (laughs) it's nice to have somebody. Like, I do have a really good support system in, like, my family and parents and everything. So, I don't know. I just try to give that same vibe to everyone, like, that I meet. That's cool. Yeah. But, I don't know. I really love my job right now. That's Tell us what you do. Tell uh, us where you work. Uh, I am the manager of Dazed on Route 66 Dispensary, which has been the most fun, I guess, like January is when Dazed bought the dispensary. So since January, we've really been like so busy, but having the most fun that I've had pretty much in my entire life. Like it's been a lot of work, but it's been great. It's everybody up there is amazing. And it just feels so good to actually like, be able to put your hands into something and just know what you're doing is having an impact. Mm-hmm. And then you can, you can tangibly see it and you can just, I feel it. I feel it every day with like the gratitude that my patients have. And mm-hmm. like when they come in and like, you know, I get to be lucky enough to like, sometimes people will come in and they'll tell me something really sad. And like, you know, they'll have a loss in the family or like, have some type of sickness and then like I've literally just been in there like hugging and crying patients that like I don't actually like know them super super well but like we have a connection yeah enough that like I can be there for them in that moment that moment that they're mm-hmm. in there and that feels amazing and like yeah. my mom always tells me I should have been a counselor and mm-hmm. but I don't know I get to do that and I get to be around cannabis all the time so I really have like mixed both those things into mm-hmm. this perfect it's a jackpot that's position cool for me. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I don't know I really have been enjoying my life the past like year nice and a half, really. yeah to be able to enjoy your work like that like a lot of people can't say that it's tangible for what they do like they can directly see it you know mm-hmm. and they can directly feel it or even knowing if it has an impact on anything behind the computer and mm-hmm. a cubicle or whatever that might yeah. look like, you know, like that's really defeating. So it's cool. Um, it's a gift, you know, to be able to be in a position you're in and help people yes. mm-hmm. and like have that full circle energy in return. I mm-hmm. feel like, I mean, these patients love Tyler. Like I've been back there um, just like helping out when it gets super busy and they look at me and they look at Tyler and they're like, oh, well, we'll wait for him. And I'm like, well, I can help you. And they're like, no, we'd rather wait for him. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's a compliment. It is. It's it a is, huge compliment. It's just really awesome. Like, I've never had that before where I just got to meet so many different people. Like, I've bartended before and, like, been a server and stuff. So I've always, like, been around. Customer the gym- service, yeah. hospitality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, but it's never been this way. never never been like this this is just totally different that's cool i'm glad you're in the position that you're in and that you're happy about it what made you want to get into the cannabis industry in the beginning to like do what you're doing um i remember in high school telling my mom that weed was one day going to be legal and she told me that i was crazy (laughs) i remember telling all my friends that and i was like i promise you man i just feel it that it, it will be legal sometime in our life and once it went legal in, uh, I can't remember if it was Colorado first or, but I think it was. But once that happened, I was like, oh, I mean, it's just a time now. It's just a matter of time until 
this is everywhere. And I knew that as soon as that happened, I was going to be a part of it somehow. I wanted to do something. That's cool. Isn't it cool to like go back to the time when you were thinking that and then yeah. be in the moment you are now and yeah. be like, you foreshadowed it. You know, you yes. like willed it into existence. Yeah, and almost. here you are. Yes, it just feels good to manifested that shit, baby. Yeah. Yep. At a young age. That's cool. Yeah. Like premonition. <laughs> so I know there's a lot of people who wish they could get their foot in the door in the cannabis industry, which isn't always easy to do unless you're, you know, a grower, processor, yeah. own a business. But then, you know, the people underneath, it's not always easy to find your career path in the cannabis industry. What's it like being the being in the position that you're in and all the hats that you wear as a manager? Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. is crazy it is like a whirlwind of things happening there's so much paperwork involved in the cannabis industry and i feel like that's what everyone doesn't realize is there is so many hoops and red tape and paperwork and all of that has to be like rigorously adhered to and it takes a lot of effort and willpower and it's not what you think it is it's not just chilling somewhere where weed is you know, grown or smoked or whatever. It's it's work. It's very more blue collar than you think it is. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to get, be ready to get in there and get your hands dirty and be ready to be busy all the time because that's yeah. what's happening. And multitasking like crazy. And yeah. yeah. Details. I have to write everything down. Yeah, I'm and, a write down person too. Even if it's yeah. just slapping sticky notes, I'm yeah. like, all right. Tyler's a big sticky note man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good. They're helpful and it feels good when you get to rip them off. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, really, yeah, it's it actually so helps in the structure of what you're trying to accomplish, whether it sounds silly or not. Like, if you're listening, I've never post-it notes on something or try to help to remember, <laughs> like, try it. Yeah, you know, if you feel like your mind mm -hmm. is in a bunch of different places or and it's more than just making a list. Like there's something about like a single sticky note with like one thing on that and then a separate one for something else. Yeah. I've always heard like that saying that you should get up and like make your bed. So you accomplish like one thing immediately. Yes. And like, I've always thought that was super silly. Up Me too. Up until lately. And now I'm up just until like, lately. <laughs> this is making a lot of sense. I should have listened Man, to I feel the others. same way. There's a lot of, I'm 31. There's a lot of things that I feel like, I've come to at age 31 that I've never like realized mm. before. And it's like <laughs> the dumbest shit. And like, that's one of them or, you know, or it's yeah. like, or it's something like, can I, I wish I could have an example. If it comes up, I'll say it, but something that just connects the dots that yes. never once did before. And yeah. it could be like a, something as simple as like a laundry hack yeah, or like something that I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. How why have haven't I, I done this sooner? Or, or yes. been like, oh, that's why they always say it like this mm -hmm. or that, you know? And then it's like an aha moment that I feel like I should have had a lot earlier in my life. <laughs> yep. I am realizing that all of those little things just are so important. And I should yeah. have just been doing them this whole time. I know. And yeah. You're so right. The bed thing. It's, yep. That's I need to jump on that because I've been a slob and will not make my bed for like the past week or yep. two. <laughs> what? I yeah. make my bed every morning when I wake up. That's crazy. I've been doing it for about 15 years now. See, I don't yeah. make my bed, I but don't. I try to like embody that mentality. So yeah. I'm just like, all right, we'll skip that one, but we're going to accomplish stuff. My I'm thing still going to have that energy. <laughs> yes. My thing was always telling my mom I was going to crawl right back into uh, it I'm, yeah. but that's always yeah. what I did like mm -hmm. I, I love chilling in my bed and like being in the covers and being cozy and stuff yep. even if I'm just like going in there to lay down for five minutes and so for me my mentality was always like why would I make my bed just to climb back in it to undo it yeah but yeah. you know I, I have that same exact mentality I think it's a great habit to pick up though I used to until I grew up <laughs> <laughs> we are all still growing so I do not know who you think you are better than you I'm grown <laughs> you've grown ass <laughs> no I am I just know every day that like yeah there's so much space left for me to grow so yeah. I, I try yeah. to just listen to everybody really 
That's yeah. a, an, a, that's a good great to quality a to have yeah. to mm-hmm. be a good listener because people who don't want to whack him upside the head. Yeah, and Ooh. I like am unlucky because people will be like, "You're smart." And I'm just like, "What? What's, who told you that?" It's funny what people. <laughs> I mean, not that you're not smart, but p- what people say is smart these days, just yeah. because a lot of other people don't do them. Yes, and w- even true. if that's you, like paying attention, <laughs> or like even if it's you being present and listening, like I feel like a lot of people are not present and paying attention or listen, and so those qualities and traits come off as like maturity and smartness because you're yeah, like intentionally like sorting through it yeah mm-hmm. so that's good thoughts i do Definitely. try to be aware of everything because i don't want to like ever you know rub anybody the wrong way mm-hmm. i try to be super aware of like everybody's bubble that they live in because that's nice for you to want to be that way yeah it's important for you to be tyler's a rare breed yeah because a lot of people and there's so many times i just don't give a fuck and Mm -hmm. i'm not worried about anybody else's bubbles or maybe that's a gemini in me but well (laughs) i'm a pisces like i also like the other side of that lighthouse is you know the side of me that doesn't care at all Mm -hmm. it's it's like me myself and irene like the other person is in there i just <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to be that person. I so get I it. Not to be all I, the yeah. time. It's hard yes. to do, Tyler. So it's a good discipline. Yeah, that's why I don't drink alcohol anymore. Not because I've never been like, you know, violent or mean, but it just makes me flip that switch where I just don't care. Anymore. It just doesn't serve you yeah. how you want it to. Yeah, exactly. That's growth to be able. That's mm-hmm. like a fucking maturity, like pivotal point. I mean, to <laughs> I real- you were about to say that's gross. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, really, just to put down the alcohol because you don't like how it's not serving you anymore. Like, okay, (laughs) that is like an if when you can say that, too, it's Mm -hmm. like you just kind of leveled up. I stopped drinking like the the minute I smoked that DMT. That's what it made me do. Like I was an alcoholic before that. And then literally I took that one hit and came back and I I was not anymore. Man, that's so cool. That That was so beneficial to a lot of people, which is just really weird there, there's so many weird coincidences it's so beautiful yeah. though like yeah. and it's like i don't know the coincidences are not even it's like they're just all connected they're yeah. it's supposed to happen that way ever again yeah that, you know it's just like that was the moment for you yeah yeah but if i do drink though it i still can drink like you know take one shot and then i'll drink like 10 after that and i'll just fall asleep you know i won't do anything right. mm-hmm. but i still will do that like that's still in my brain yeah just, like i can't drink slow that's mm-hmm. not a thing yeah me. yeah like, i just mm-hmm. that's why i don't do it anymore. You just put them back yeah, yeah. yeah. So i'm just like oh yeah at least you know yourself as being aware once again yeah. yeah so what's something that you wish more patients knew coming into a dispensary like with have, having the knowledge you have and seeing what you've experienced with people like what is something you're just like man people just need to know this this would help them out Stop so much saying that you're buying stuff for other people Okay. Like yeah. that. Don't do that. Yeah. That's yeah. a no, no. Yeah. Like, and, and it's even for people that have cards, like you just don't do it. It's yeah. Just don't say it out loud. If you're yeah. doing it, don't say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> puts you in an awkward position. Yes, it puts everyone in an awkward spot. Yeah, yeah. I know. You're right. It's just people being mindful of not yeah. just You know, people are lotty dog. I know. Yeah, all the time. But just figure out what you need and, and, and do yeah, it the way yeah. right way. Also, like, go somewhere where you trust your bud tenders. Yeah. Where you can fully trust them and you can walk in and be like, this is what type of day I'm having. This is whatever. And then just tell them to pick for you. It's a huge and help with guidance, I'm yes. sure. And not have to worry about them selling you just, you know, stuff they're trying to get rid of or what they think is really good but like that they actually listen to you mm-hmm. and you have a relationship with them and you can just be like cool this is this is what you need because sometimes there's some pushback uh, from people and they just you know want what they want which is fine but it's always good to try something different mm-hmm. because you also like just how your brain works it naturally builds up a tolerance to anything that you do all mm-hmm. the time so it's always good to just try something different, even if it's like the same product, but maybe like a different version of it or a different, you know, brand or different, just switch it up. Mm-hmm. Like it's always good, I feel, to try something else. Just to be open. Yeah. yeah. It's important yeah. to be open. It's because exactly. you're open. So you yeah. want to teach other people mm-hmm. how great the gift of being open is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I am so bad about like being a creature of habit and just getting stuck in a rut. And like 
eating the same thing or doing the same thing like over and over yeah. and then not even realizing it. Mm-hmm. There's so many people who can relate. Yeah. yeah. We're all creatures of habit yeah. and one way or the other our habits just look a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's it's maybe I'm crazy for saying this, but I feel like it's more being a creature of habit is more I don't want to say prevalent these days, but it's it's like we have so much going on in our daily lives and so much noise, so much even even the media we intake, right? Yeah. So like sometimes being creatures of habit is just doing things that we just don't have to think about. Like me yeah. watching The Office, I could literally have The Office on like not even paying attention, but just in the background almost as like a emotional support. Yep. And yeah. I'm such a creature of habit with if I'm in certain moods, like mm-hmm. I will always put the office on, but it's not even like I'm watching so it. So that goes back to what we were saying about earlier, whenever we were like, you're like just figuring out what you do with your time when you're alone, yeah. whenever you have your own space. And you were like, I, I watched Gilmore Girls. Yeah. And I was like, you're always watching shows yeah. in your spare time. Like uh-huh. what about switching it yeah. up and choosing something? That's like exactly so, what you're yeah, saying. Being yep. creatures of habit. Yeah. So for me, that's like, it's just comforting because I know, I know what to expect. I've already done yes. so much. I've given so much of myself during yeah. the day. I've done so much for other people. Right. That the one mindless thing I want to do for myself is, you know, yeah. but it's not it's not always the best. Right. Yep. And so being open to trying new things. It's kind of like a numbing thing. Yeah, in a 100% sense. it is. Yeah. Even like emotionally yeah. sometimes it can be numbing. Like right. when I'm grieving, days mm-hmm. when I'm feeling a little bit more depressed, like mm-hmm. it's so easy to do that, but to find ways to push past it and be open. Yeah. Circling big this back around <laughs> yeah. to be that's what open video games is. will do for me like yeah. i'll get lost in that and but also like i'm cursed and blessed with adhd and so like i'm not ever gonna do one thing forever mm-hmm. like it's just not in me like i'm gonna have 50 hobbies at once and i'm gonna just one day be so obsessed and hyper focused on this thing and i'm gonna learn everything about it <laughs> 24 hours 48 hours i'm gonna be obsessed and then the next thing's going to come along and the thing that I was obsessed about, I'm going to have like, you know, I have probably like this little, it's called a kendama. It's like a, uh, it's called a skill toy. And I have like 30 at my house, but I've been too busy. And so I haven't even messed with them. A skill yeah. toy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It tests your skills and what you're yeah. capable of. It's like a Rubik's cube. Kind of. Okay. It's like reflexes. But I did that during the pandemic cause I was just, we were all stuck at home. And so I just stood in my living room and listened to music and played with that. And I taught myself how to juggle. I did like so many. That's so cool. That's so cool, Tyler. Cause yeah. most people sit, sit around and don't do that. Yeah, so. exactly. But Rare breeds. Now, like, you know, I'm starting to like, I don't know. I feel I used to read a lot of books and mm-hmm. I feel that is like waking up inside me again. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm about to start reading books again. Me too. I've yeah. got like a list on my phone of like 20 books I want to read. Yeah. And just like, I don't know. I just feel that I'm called to like absorbing yep. or it's, being open, uh-huh. having more perspectives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like learning, see something on television or something. And I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, I'm going to do that. Like I, used to, I, used to, I used to play the drums, and so one day I just, like, went to Guitar Center, and I, like, impulsively bought an electric drum set. Oh and God. so, like, I've been playing the drums again and, like, re-teaching cool. myself that. That's and, like, cool. now I'm teaching it to my son because he wants to do it. And so, I don't know. It's just, a cool bonding moment, too. Yeah. It is. It's I always just, good to switch it up. Yeah, yeah, just follow your heart. Like, whatever it's telling you to do, your intuition and your heart, just do it. It's going to – there's a lesson in everything for yeah. you if you're – just ready to learn it mm-hmm. that's all so well spoken tyler yeah. okay so i know you just gave some good advice right there but if you could go back and tell like your younger self something what would you tell your younger self um to stay in school and just follow the rules and you will be able to have a way better foundation to do what you want later because i never really understood what all that was for until now mm-hmm. but okay because i don't know i could have made my i could have gotten to the same place i am with that like making different choices but it, i definitely took the the long and hard road but it yeah. was your journey that it was, was and your, I, I probably wouldn't you. have learned the things that i did mm-hmm. and i'm glad that i did yeah follow my heart but like it didn't need to be this painful i could have yeah i could have gotten here mm-hmm. yeah a different way mm-hmm. and like I don't know. I've, that's what I want everyone to realize is there's more than one way to get what you want for sure. 
just yeah. just keep looking. That's good. That's, good. That's, That's solid. Advice, Tyler. So we like to end by asking everyone this question, but what's the stigma surrounding cannabis you would like to see changed? Um, that it makes you like, you know, a cliche pothead, lazy, um, you know, unintelligent, like, or like a criminal. I just don't like that. Like, there's so many people that I meet every single day that are wonderful human beings that come into the shop and purchase cannabis products and consume them. And I just don't want anyone to think ill of them because they're just human beings like everybody Mm -hmm. else. Like, everyone is just trying to put smiles on their face. You know, yeah. that's, that's what we're here to do. And we all just need to help each other do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well said. That's good. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing Tyler. You're I think welcome. this wraps up our episode for today. Thanks so much for taking time to sit here with us and let us pick your brains and just for being open and willing to share your passions and your experiences so it's my pleasure you, you made it to the end tyler i did good job I didn't die. <laughs> you did it <laughs> you made it for those of you who want to go see tyler talk to him chat with him go check out his friendly face at dazed on route 66 thank you so much tyler and to everyone that tuned into today's episode stay tuned for next week and as always bran stay medicated Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.